All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. Be sure to subscribe to our show on, on your favorite podcast apps. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the underscore Misfit Nation. So you stay up to date on all our episodes, all our happenings, and of course, meet great guests like our next one. Our next guest is an ex-New York City model who left the industry to talk about the Yankees baseball on her podcast, Danny's Dugout. After the creation of Danny's Dugout came the idea of building a broadcasting company of only women's voices. She now runs three podcasts, Danny's Dugout, Tequila and the Tea, and Danny's Game of Inches. So without further ado, let's welcome Danny to the Misfit Nation. Welcome on the Misfit Nation, Danny. Hi. (laughs) Like a lot of things layered in that like intro. I need to fix that. It's like I just try to get what you have and, and try to do what I can with it. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to do that shit. <laughs> I got a lot of stuff. Great. I got a lot of stuff going on. I, I've got a lot more to add in there, too. <laughs> yeah, you, you could probably add a whole bunch on there. <laughs> like, where do like... you buy all your hats and who, who's your favorite hat maker? <laughs> I, I see you have an obsession with my Yankee hat wall back there, sir. <laughs> Start shooting at them or something. <laughs> <laughs> you have probably better accuracy than I do. The only time I can aim and shoot anything directly is if I got an AR in my hand. Otherwise, handgun, I'm screwed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, you should be able to do both, so it's good. Eventually. We're working on it. My boyfriend is working on it. He's just like, we. <laughs> he wants me to do those, like, clay things. I'm like, look, no. Like, just let clay me... <laughs> like, if the world ends and, like, we got to take care of ourselves, at least you know I know herbs. So let me take care of the herbs. You take care of shooting things and killing things. Like, <laughs> we're good here. <laughs> We'll be good yin and yang right there. You just shoot. I just sit back and look good. <laughs> Make us food. <laughs> you know. So if you want to, just tell us a little bit about yourself from as far back as you want, you know, to the world where you became a Yankees fan to where you are now. Well, I was born into a Yankee family. So like there was no, like you could be whatever football, basketball, leave, like European football fan that you wanted to be. We didn't give a shit about that. But you are a Yankee fan, period, end of story. You have no choice. Like my best friend just had a baby and she married into a Red Sox nation. And I'm like, yeah, no, not my niece. That's not happening. And I've sent like all of these gifts for Yankee stuff. I'm like that baby, it was born into a Yankee family and it's staying a Yankee. It is not becoming a Red Sox. So like we didn't, I didn't have any choice. My brother didn't have any choice. None of us had a choice when it came to becoming a Yankee fan, except I took it to the extreme oh. because I'm the first female in my family after 40 years. So like, I wanted to like get closer with all the men in my family. And I didn't know how to do that until I saw a book about Mickey Mantle at five years old. And I'm like, looking through it and just like, look, like, imagine, like pretend reading, like what, yeah. what five-year-old can read an actual book or whatever, just like looking at pictures and then I went downstairs watching uh, my grandfather watch the game it's probably the most entertaining part about it because he would just scream and yell and then I would look at him and be like uh grandpa you know they can't hear you right like mom told me that the tv is just like pre-recorded stuff and he's like no 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 and he grabs me and he sits me down and he's just like whatever you yell at a sporting game by the way it's live whatever you yell at a sporting game they can hear you and they listen, at least I hope they do. 
And I will never forget that conversation, like ever, like verbatim. That's what he said to me. And so when it comes to being a Yankee fan, there was no, like, eventually it was, I had to period end of story. <laughs> um, but throughout the rest of my life journey, I was mostly a model um, in New York city. I did high fashion, but mostly like commercial lingerie beauty kind of stuff um, with what I was considered in the industry is a money body. And that is commercial girl. Yeah. Like I am the one that you see everywhere. Uh, Cause I have the big eyes so I can do all the makeup campaigns. And then I have a, large chest. Thank you, grandma. So that apparently puts me in a money body category. And like, I can make you, I can make the industry a lot of money. Problem was, um, I also had a voice that I loved to use and they don't like women with voices and they don't like women telling them no. So, um, I got into a lot of trouble in the industry in a sense of like, they would want me to do something and I told them to go fuck themselves. Like I wasn't doing that. And sorry, can I curse? You already did. <laughs> yeah, but I meant like, you might have to bleep that out, but either it's way. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> sorry. It's all right. Um, so I would just tell them, go scratch. I'm not doing this. And um, it, it kind of dampened my career. And then I also realized like all of the negative attributes within it, like, the human trafficking in it is absolutely real. The Jeffrey Epstein thing where Maxwell was giving up Victoria's Secret models was a real thing. Like, I know that people are now coming to see it, but like, I've seen this prior to the world seeing it. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I loved, loved the creativity of modeling, but the, the telling you that you're too fat and you're literally 120 pounds and like you might have like this inkling of whatever but the camera adds 10 pounds so you have to remember that and then like your hair is not the right color so you have to go dye and pretty much like nitpicking every little thing about you and telling you that you are not perfect you are actually a piece of shit and like you have to do whatever I'm like it gets and eats at you, especially since I was like 17 years old when I got into the industry and there's a bunch of girls that get into it when they're like 10 12 so um yeah and it and they just go through the whole works of it and they the ones that are getting younger are a lot more messed up and i've seen so much like negative that it kind of just overwhelmed the positive of it so i needed to leave i couldn't do it anymore and it was destroying me as well like i find myself as a pretty confident stable like well put together person but like I even ended up having an eating disorder and it just destroyed me so I, I left I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do next I was like oh my god I'm bartending and I god do I love bartending because it's made me into it's like introduced me to so many people but I hate bartending I don't like the service industry because no offense to anybody that's listening to this but like y'all are assholes. So you, people come into a restaurant and it's like, I feel like it should be a college course on how to treat service industry people, or you should be in the service industry for like a year to understand how many people suck when they come in and want a food or whatever. And then not only are they rude to you the entire time, they leave you like a dollar yeah. and they just spent like 40, like it, it's the worst thing in the world. So I'm bartending. My friend comes in he sees I'm miserable because I literally had just left the industry the day before. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Like, I'm not going to stay behind this bar. This is terrible. 
Um, and he's like, why don't we go to a Yankee game? Like my friend is pitching, like we can go. He's got me tickets already. Like, let's just go and have fun. And the first thing, all you have to do is say Yankee game. And I'm already like smiles on my face. I'm ready to go. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Like I can clear my head a little bit at a game. I can just yell at some players and we'll be good. So we go to the game and I'm screaming and yelling and I'm upsetting the people around me because they're Blue Jays fans. And actually the pitcher for the Blue Jays, his mother was sitting behind me and his oh, wow. mother was sitting behind <laughs> me. And I'm like, the first person up, I think was Andrew McCutcheon hits a home run off the guy. And I'm screaming and yelling like, yeah, that's how you do it. And the guy behind me is just like, you're sitting in the wrong section. Like, this is where all the Blue Jays, I just slowly like turn around, look at him. And then I slowly go back forward. And my friend's like, Danny, please don't, please don't. And I'm like sitting in the wrong section. You mother, you're in the wrong damn stadium. Like, are you (laughs) kidding me right now? Like, you're going to come at me. And like, I said it under my breath and my friend's like, thank you. God, because he didn't want to like get involved in anything because I can't keep my mouth shut. I can't. So I decided to leave that area, go to my friend's area because he's a bartender at the stadium, hung out with him, drank probably like half a bottle of tequila, had a great time watching the game. My friend's just looking at me like, this is what you have to do. I'm like, what? Drink tequila and watch baseball? (laughs) He's like, all right. (laughs) Well, yes, but no, like talk about baseball. Like, why don't you start a podcast? talking about Yankees baseball. He's like, I don't think there's any woman out there that's doing that. And at the time there wasn't, there's a bunch now. And I'm like, Oh no. Like, what am I going to do? Call it Danny's dugout. Like, please mind you again. I'm like half a bottle of tequila in. And he's like, yeah, call it Danny's dugout. I'm like, I am trying to make a sexual reference here. Like I was not being serious at all. Like this was all just a joke because well all of baseball is a sexual joke at the end of the day so he's like just do it so maybe two months later I said fine screw it and my first episode came out November 2nd 2018 and it has been a whirlwind ever since I bet especially being the first one in the industry uh, to do it and then to do podcast yeah it it was it was a little it was a little crazy. I still have that crazy mouth of mine where I curse and yell and I don't care what anybody says. And I think authenticity is the most important thing. So I does kind of put me on a backpedal because people are like, Oh, well, you curse a little too much. And I'm like, yeah, I was raised by like my stepdad was a truck driver. Also I'm a New Yorker. Like I think New Yorkers are okay with all of this language that I'm throwing at them. I'm like, I don't have a bunch of kids listening to me. So, um, but that started and then it went nuts in the first year. And I was like, wait, what, what's happening here? Like, I thought I was going to lose my following. I gained more of a following. I thought like all these other things were going to happen. And it actually just ended up going really well. I ended up meeting one of my favorite all-time pitchers, Ron Guidry. And a lot of like the things that I set out to do in that first year, I ended up doing by the end of the year. I was like, how did this all happen? And then of course the pandemic hit. And life has not been the same since, but during pandemic, I realized that I needed another sports podcast. So I called up a friend of mine who's ironically, her name is Danny. She's huge into football, college football, actual football. And I was like, would you want to do a football podcast with my co-host Sharon? Like she, Sharon is very good at research. I'm like, she'll do all the research and then and she's really easy to talk to, but like you guys can do like this show 
I'll manhandle the whole thing. I'll get you, I'll take care of everything else after that. Would you be interested? She took that on and then all sports ceased for a minute. And I'm like, oh, what am I <laughs> going to do? do? Like, like, I've only been doing this for a year. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, how am I going to go from here? So then the creation of tequila and the tea became a thing. Cause I was like, well, I can just talk to whoever I want. Can I? Like, I can just go and have authentic conversations with whatever I want. And I tried to add like this Joe Rogan meets call her daddy vibe to that. So, and that's where we're at now. (laughs) (laughs) Tequila and tea. Do you drink tequila during the show or just? Um, Sometimes. Sometimes Sometimes not really. Some like some of my interviews are happening at like 11 o'clock in the morning. And I feel like having tequila is just not the greatest idea. But um, the ultimate goal with that is to, because I've created a whole studio. So I have like two chairs on the, the right of me right now. And like, you, I can actually have a guest come and sit here with me and talk with me. And like, the whole goal is to like, do you want tequila or tea? And then we'll drink whatever we want during it. But the whole premise is like, you're drinking tequila while you're spilling the tea, which is like spilling all the gossip and stuff like that. Nice. And we had a job. I had a job when I got out of the military where you had to have tea time in the afternoon. That's what you did. You just didn't talk about work. You just released. There's tea minutes. time in the military? No, this is out of the military. Out of the military. Oh, okay. I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> this is my first grown-up job. And, oh, okay. And they had tea time every afternoon. I didn't understand what it meant. So during tea time, I'd go, there's a little brewery next door to our job. I'd get beer and i drink for tea time. <laughs> I mean, I think that's soothing just as much as, you know. I think it's fair. <laughs> Screw the chamomile tea. I'll take the nice uh, craft beer over there, please. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for making it right next door. <laughs> exactly. I think that's great. It's great. So besides yeah, the Yankees, you said you like football. What what New York football team do you like? So ironically, um, I'm a quarterback follower, and I will admit it till I'm blue in the face completely um i wasn't really into football all that much growing up i was huge on baseball always um baseball kind of just spoke to me more there was more happening i believe like a lot of people are saying that it's like this slow boring sport but there's so many intricate details with it that my adhd just like focuses on all those intricate things (laughs) because at one time (laughs) so it's great uh whereas football is just like uh uh-huh like, okay, basketball is the worst. I can't fucking do basketball. I'm like, I'm just staring at it like, it's like tennis. Like my head just doesn't work that well. Um, but when it comes to football, I watching, I think it was the Steelers versus Arizona. I think I want to say it was somebody, Steelers won. All I know is that. And I said, whoever wins this, I'll become a fan of them. Steelers won, I became a Steelers fan. And I will die on that i'm a steelers fan you don't change your team but i am also a quarterback follower i love peyton manning i have loved him forever i think he's just a genius when it comes to even the game and that his offs um offsides coordinator or whatever the fuck their name is my brain is melting um i don't think they even did their job i think peyton just took care of the whole thing and um when he retired i was like shit what do i do like i don't have I don't have quarterback anymore and Tom Brady can kiss my ass. I don't care how good he is. He's, no, screw Brady. Screw anything that has to do with Boston. I'm a New Yorker. It's like what's embedded in you as a child. Um, so Mahomes came about and I'm like, the hell is this kid? And I've, I've followed Mahomes for a little while, but now you've got all these other guys like Josh Allen and um, who's the guy that just won for the Bengals? Uh, Joey Joe, Burrow. Joe, yeah. I'm like, who are all these guys? So now I'm just like enjoying watching 
all of them because I'm like, who's this guy? Oh, we have new people. Like, this is great. It's not like <laughs> Roethlisberger and this guy and this guy, all of the same people all the time. Like, it's it's nice seeing football finally have that change and like, hopefully Brady does retire. <laughs> I hope it's real. I mean, I didn't say it out loud. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it Give just needs out. to, it, it, your era has ended. Okay, you've got seven. You're good. Get out. We got seven, we lost three to the NFC East. We're good. We got you. Hey, he's lost to uh, what? Eli twice. And Eli Peyton. twice, and then the Eagles he lost to. So that's, yep. that, that one had to hurt worse. At least the Giants are a real team. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> but I digress. I take it that you're a fan. I'm a Giants fan, yes. <laughs> Makes Since sense. Since birth. But... My my grandfather's a Jets fan, so he, he's like really happy that he didn't put that on any of his kids. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, I'm really happy problems. that I just made you guys Yankees fans and not Jets fans because uh, we live a miserable life. <laughs> There's only so much anger you can hold at one time. <laughs> yeah, seriously, seriously. So when you were in the modeling industry and got to see all the evil of it, did you ever think about putting that into a podcast now too? Uh, how to talk about that stigma that gets put on the, the modeling world? And of course, the trafficking side as well. It's something that has um, I've been intrigued about, and um, it's been an idea. But I feel like I can incorporate that in tequila and the tea, and I can have um, models on, survivors on, right. things of that nature. You'd let them have a voice. Um, today, I recorded a podcast with a uh, bulimia survivor, and as a bulimia survivor myself. Um, it, I think it's just something that I'm going to be able to incorporate within to kill in the tea instead of uh, having to create a whole separate entity from it. Right. Like you're watching like Joe Rogan and all these top podcasts, whatever they have multiple different people on mm-hmm. talking about different subjects. And I think that that giving that podcast, it's broad spectrum and um allowing it to just do whatever it needs to do and be the voice for whatever it needs to be the voice of will, will help bring that to light as well. Um, I don't think I'll ever talk about the trafficking factor of it. Cause I was never a victim and um, I could definitely have a victim on. It's just something that's so difficult and still raw for most of those girls to talk about. I'm, I've met a few um, I met even the pilot on Epstein's um, plane. Like, really? So wow. <laughs> one, the, the chick that they were looking for, for a really long, I don't know if they ever found her, but we were in, um, <laughs> there's this thing called the South South Awards in New York. Happens every year. All of the dictators and the shittiest leaders of the world come together and they give each other awards for being great humans. And I went to it. I didn't know what it was. I was a kid. Like my, my manager told me I had to go. So I went and I'm so happy that at that point in time in my career, I didn't go anywhere without my father. Cause we both knew what the industry was. We were just hoping that I could keep myself out of it. Cause I loved it so much. And I still do love it. Again, the creativity, the fun that you have on a photo shoot, the travel, everything that comes along with it, that isn't negative is so appealing to it. But um, I'm so happy I had my dad come with me because I would have gotten on that plane. Yeah. I was invited and I said, hold on, let me ask my dad. (laughs) 17 year old kid, like, hold on, let me go find my dad. And my dad's like, no, what what are you you nuts? And I'm like, that is the kind of, now that you say it does sound really stupid. And then when I went back, (laughs) 
like <laughs> after taking this photo with her, everything, and uh, I went back to go find her, she was gone. Oh like, wow! So it all kind of like as like the Me Too movement hit and the Epstein stuff kind of kept coming out, and further investigation happened, and you would see it, and I was like, oh shit! Like I could have been one of those girls. But I'm so happy I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like so happy I wasn't. So happy I'm from New York and I didn't live in Palm Beach, Florida. Like, thank God. Yeah. So, it, it it's there's negatives to everything, but um, I don't I don't know if I would go as far as bringing certain things onto the show, but I I definitely don't leave them off the table. Okay, I mean it's good it's good that you give a voice anyway to those who are with you or had experiences of the negativity, and you can have them share their voice or their story when they're ready. Is, exactly. That's the biggest part when they're ready. You don't want to open the wound again when they're not ready. A biggest part of that is not opening the wound again and making sure that everybody's comfortable with in that storyline to tell it. Because I couldn't imagine having to give that story. Right. Like, God bless all of them. <laughs> and then having to think in your mind that I just open that up and make it worse. Exactly. So it's definitely one of those, like it's on the table, it's not off the table, but it's not something I'm pursuing yet. Right. I mean, that's the best way to do it. And and if it does fall into your lap and someone wants to talk about it, bring it out and put the lights on and say, look, let's get this story out and let's get someone done, get get them taken care of. Exactly. Not just the New York way of taking care of, you know, actually taking care of. Hey, we take care of shit. Yeah. People get, you know, disappeared. <laughs> it happens. <cement> blocks. <laughs> That's what is vowels at the end of names. That's why things. Yeah. Happen. Yes. Very much so. It's actually really funny. I met um one of the kids of a cement company. Like his dad owned a cement company, and their last name is quite Italian. And I just laughed my ass off when he told me what his father did. I was like, "Your dad does what?" I was like, how many people walked past you as a kid and went like this and just made a little tear mark next to their eye? And he's like, a lot. How'd you know? And I just started laughing. I was like, nothing. Do you know what your dad does or do? I'm just going to, we're good. We're good. Just pour cement. He pours concrete. That's what he does. Pour cement over (laughs) bodies. It's fine. It's fine. So I think uh, what you're doing is giving a voice to women as well, uh, a strong voice, especially from your background and strength and the woman's voice getting on these on a podcast, showing that and you wanted to start all women's broadcasting. Mm -hmm. What tips would you give a a younger, a younger you as they were coming up saying, I want to be a podcaster. What was the tips you'd give? Come hang out with me. That's the only tip I'm going to give. That's the only tip you give? Come hang? Uh, Only tip to be given. Come hang out with me and let's figure it out. Because the thing is, you can give advice all you want, but you have to be able to see whether the person has the drive to do it. And um, I can tell by hanging out with you for one day, whether or not you have the drive to do it. Cause look, I have my bad days. Like for the last month I have been out for the count and I'm really happy that I just started everything back up again because it's just been, you know, life hits you like a ton of bricks every once in a while. But whether or not you can move past that is something that's really important in an industry where it's literally you are your own boss. Right. I am my own boss. I make my own schedule. I have to show up. And if I don't show up, I don't make money. So 
when it comes to giving advice to young girls, it's one, go out and do it. But at the same time, come hang out with me. Let's see if you can actually do this. Come see what I do daily. It looks like I'm not doing anything, <laughs> but trust me, my eyes are killing me staring at this damn device all day long, constantly emailing people back and forth, constantly making brand deals saying, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm worth more money than that. It, it, like, understanding your worth. There's like a whole line and spectrum that it is. So if there was any advice, I would be like, come hang out with me or get an internship where you're watching a boss woman take care of the job. So that way, you know what you're getting yourself into. Cause and it sounds actually, easy. Yeah. Realize if you're actually passionate about it or you just think it's cool. Exactly. Like yeah. I have a lot of things I'm passionate about and, but I also know that I'm passionate about it in a sense of like, that's not going to make me money. I just love doing it. Like I love right. herbalism. I love learning about herbs. And maybe one day it could make me money. Like I, I don't, I, I can see many different career paths in my life, but there's one thing is one thing's a hobby and one thing's your career. Exactly. And so one thing pays you the figure bills. Out what it is. One thing has to pay the bills. Exactly. So um, I'm really bad when it comes to giving the advice. I kind of like, <laughs> let's, let's see if you can actually do it. Come, I mean, go that's see good what too. person actually does. See if they can sit there and, and get in front of the microphone and talk to somebody. Yeah. That it's is, not as easy as people think it is. It's it's the heart. Oh God, <laughs> some interviews that I've done, it's like pulling teeth, trying to get someone to talk. It's like, okay, all right. I have to guide you through this entire thing. That's fine. I'm totally okay with it. Like, but you have to be able to understand that that's going to happen. You have to understand that doing an interview can be exhausting. Like this is my fourth one today, but well, it's me on this one, side though. of the, yeah, but it's me <laughs> on this side of the mic instead of me doing right. the, like on your chair. So like, it's an exhausting day. All I've done is sit in this damn chair and talk <laughs> all day, but it's tiring it's, I mean, and it takes a lot out of you. And now you have to remember like the last six hours of my day is a wash. Like I still have to clean my house, take care of all these things. I have to make sure that I answer all these emails about business. I have to do all, there's so many layers to it. So like back to the advice thing, like it's hard to give advice. I feel like I should just like hear watch and learn and see, do you want to do this? Are you a boss or are you a worker? And there's two different types of people in the world. Is the leader in the lead. I have a very tough yeah. boss. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the leader or you can be led. And then that's how you're going to have to go through life right at that point. The, the, the quote that's been going around the internet like crazy lately, you're a lion or you're a sheep. Yeah, definitely. And I will always stand by my mane. <laughs> And also those six hours that you just lost, you have to eat at some point during that time too. So you got oh, yeah. to feed the machine. <laughs> I literally have alarms set on my phone for like in between the meetings, like when I have like five minutes and I'm like, go make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and eat because like I am skinny enough. Okay. Like it's, it's actually really funny. Like moving to Florida, all of a sudden I lost all the weight that I needed to lose when I was a model. And I'm like, what the fuck? What happened? <laughs> I was like, are you serious? I was like, well, what happened? Like, why, why all of a sudden can I eat carbs again? But when I lived in New York, I couldn't eat carbs. Make it make sense. So <laughs> different carbs, different, different carbs. Well, they, they are, they suck down here. The carbs are terrible because the water down here is horrible, horrible. And, and there's no, no delis on the corner. There's no pizza parlors everywhere. So no, you and at three o'clock in the morning when you're coming home from your bar job, nothing's yeah, open. Exactly. Nothing. It's the sidewalks terrible. are rolled up. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So how does someone get in contact with you to either be a guest on your show or have you come to their show? 
Uh, Instagram is definitely like the best way to, um, it takes me a minute. Understand that I have a bunch of crazy Indian dudes that message me all the time that I have to go through and delete half the time and block because they're just so, so annoying, so annoying. So, um, but Instagram is definitely the best way. I go through my DMs every day. Takes me a while to get there. Um, but I will answer you if you want me to come on your show or if you want to come on my show. Um, I do go through like kind of a, do I want you on my show? Like, are you the right voice for my situation? So I will go and look at all your stuff. So if you do present anything to me, I do suggest like giving me that stuff so I don't have to go and look for it. Cause if I have to go look for it and really research, I'm sorry. Like I have too much other shit in my hands to do. Um, I'm only going to do that if I'm extremely interested in like the topic or what it is that you do for a living. So, um, or if I already know the topic off the top of my head, I'm like, oh yeah, I can just have this simple conversation. I don't even have to write down notes or anything like that. So, um, Instagram is definitely the best way to find me. And that's Danny underscore Sapola. And it's a C one P two L's. One P two L's. You have no idea. All of my life, it's been C I P P O L A. I'm like, what the? F- Does that even make? No, one P two L's. Like, no. My name has been butchered a lot. La Monica. <laughs> Me, I I would butchered it. percent. Suki messes it up all the time on my phone. So, <laughs> She doesn't even know me. So it's this good. is why I only go by Danny because it's just so <laughs> easy. So easier. Like just an I. I'm not a boy. It's not you a can't mess this one up. Well, you could, but you shouldn't mess this one up. <laughs> you would think. You would think. Well, Danny, it's been great chatting with you. Go back and enjoy the rest of your Florida night and maybe get some rest. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I shall. I'm, dude, I, honestly, I, I feel like I need a nap. <laughs> Okay, lay down right there. It's good. There's a chair over there. I think I might do it. See? All right. Thank you. Thank you. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, Please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are... It's fit, it's, 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 it's fit Nation.